Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy, the show that talks 100% LA Galaxy soccer. We're glad you could join us. Now it's time to sit back and relax as your hosts navigate through the twisting, turning, but never boring world five-time MLS Cup champion, LA Galaxy. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. I'm your host, Josh Guessman. Live in studio with me tonight is Eric the Portuguese Hammer. We have a bunch of stuff to get to. The LA Galaxy get a come from behind, 2-2 draw. It feels like a win. It feels, it feels like a little knife just stabbed into a little LAFC heart there. That's what it feels like. We have, of course, that game to talk about. A bunch of topics to talk about. Uh, probably, probably won't won't quite fill up the whole hour, but um, yeah, no, it will. I was lying. Uh, so we'll definitely get to talk about that. And of course, the LA Galaxy have a Sunday game against the Orlando City, a, an ailing Orlando City. Oh man, are they ailing. So we have lots of stuff to get to, but before we do all that, let's say hello to my wonderful co-host, uh, a man who was brave enough not to go to the game last night uh, as, uh, as I traveled to uh, to the new LAFC, LAFC stadium, but Mr. Eric, the Portuguese hammer. Eric, how's it going, buddy? It's going all right. It's great to be back. I'm you know, it's, it's been too long. It has been. It's your fault. Yeah, it is my fault. Oh, I agree. Okay. Yeah, it's been on me. Okay. I, I, yeah, I, I wasn't banned there. I wasn't serving red card suspension. No. Yellow card accumulation. I've kept it clean, but you know, now I'm back. It's good to be back, especially after last night's uh, win, tie win. Tie win. It's a, <laughs> it's whatever, a tie. Yeah, whatever yeah. you want to call it. A there. draw victory. Uh, <laughs> the one point win. A de victory. There I don't know. Is that uh, vic- eh? the victory didn't work? The victory. Yeah, I think maybe that went in the wrong direction. But anyway, we have a uh, a lot of stuff to get to tonight, and uh, of course, we start with the the best thing, or the thing that's going to dominate most of this is talking about the uh, the draw with LAFC. This is a, a highly anticipated match. We knew that. Uh, yeah. I, I listen. I get it. I get Eric. I get that. I get that this shouldn't be a rivalry because there's no history. For yeah. it to be a rivalry, hard disagree. Yeah, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm gonna go out on a limb here. <laughs> I'm gonna say these teams really don't like each other. Yes. Um, there's, it's, a, it's a flat out rivalry. It's a rivalry, and yeah. the rivalry is real. And I think what happens is, is the Galaxy, uh, for the past few years, especially even you know when Chivas USA was in town, it's still you know you're by yourself kicking that ball against the garage door. It's always more fun when there's someone in your backyard to play with you. And I think uh, that's what LAFC is, that we now have a real rivalry, uh, you know, someone who we have some another fan base to banter with. We have, you know, people to talk smack with. We have games that we could now look back on and reference. And right. it's not just, oh, well, when we show up in the league and this is going to happen, we have a real rivalry. And I think, you know, the question being posed, well, what about San Jose? And rivalries work in waves. You see this in other sports as well. The Lakers, for a long period of time, their, their rivalry were the Sacramento Kings. Now they're no longer, you know, those rivals. You know, they have the longtime rivals and that comes in, in waves. But I think LAFC, the rivalry is real. You could tell that it means a lot to the fans. When the players get on the field, it's it's a little bit different uh, than a regular, you know, season game. And I think it's a good thing. I think this is a really nice rivalry we have going on right now. Yeah, it feels like it. Um, I, it was my first time to uh, to the stadium, Bank of California Stadium. I I will give you my impressions. I, I think there's some people who disagree. In fact, I had a player who absolutely disagreed with me whenever I said this. And I was I was like, okay, that's fine. 
Um, I got there early. We we actually made good time. I, I carpooled with Larry Morgan, not on Twitter. Man, uh, yeah. So Larry you should have streamed that. That would have been a show. <laughs> not not appropriate for most ears. Um, <laughs> so Larry and I were driving. We carpooled, hit the carpool lane a little bit, so that helped us out. Uh, we made it up there. It, the, the biggest problem that we had with any traffic was just trying to get off at Martin Luther King Boulevard, which took about twenty minutes. Yeah, that's and, probably most of your drive. Was, yeah, I was going to say there. our whole commute was about an hour yeah. and ten minutes, Being and twenty of that minutes Street, yeah. yeah was right there. So trying to get off there. Um, um, we we ended up doing that. We we got into the parking lot. Um, we were lucky enough to uh, to have parking because they allowed oh, us. Wow. Which which they didn't allow the the team parking. They didn't allow they the didn't. players parking. Uh, they didn't allow any of the LA Galaxy staff parking. Right. Wow. So LA Galaxy actually chartered a bus from StubHub Center yeah. in order to go to. This is for their staff that were working the game. Mm-hmm. The staff to go there and and go to the stadium. So I was there. That was hey. It's I, interesting. The rivalry is real. It absolutely it's real. Yeah, it's real. Okay. It, it, I, I expect it. I, and to a certain point, I respect the move. Thank, thank God uh, Larry and I ran into uh, some people that we knew so that had been there before <laughs> because we would have gotten lost. The, the, the signage for media and being behind the scenes stuff is, is sketchy. You could, get, okay. you could get lost in that stadium, no problem. <laughs> easy, easy peasy. Um, not a thing. So we got there. We did the whole thing. Uh, we got our credentials. They put us in the quote-unquote auxiliary press box. Now, nice. they have a nice big press box, but there were so many media there, they had to actually put us outside. They you didn't say, you know who I am? You didn't <laughs> play that card? I did. And they were like, yeah, you covered the <laughs> galaxy, right? And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so anyway, so auxiliary press box was actually just a small, uh, uh, about six-inch stage riser that was put out upside or on the top side of section 126. So over in the corner, underneath the giant press box. So there's a okay. giant press box. We were underneath you in the neighborhood by like two stories. We were down on like the main concourse level. So we had good seats overall. Yeah, I think this it's location, location, location. You were press box adjacent. Yeah, so it, that's a good thing. It is, and it was fine. And and so we got there. Are the only issue that we had, of course, was the people who were sitting in front of us because there were fans that were sitting right. We were right behind the last row. Decided <laughs> they wanted to stand. Right, and normally I'm all for. I'm like, hey guys, and I ask nicely. I'm like, hey guys, could you maybe sit because we can't see when? And they're like, well, you can stand and right. And I go, that doesn't really work. <laughs> and I go, so hey, you know, and they shouldn't have to. Here's my criticism: they shouldn't have to not stand there. They had those seats; they should be able to stand. I had no issues with it, except that we couldn't see yeah. and we couldn't work. And so then we had to get people involved, and eventually they decided to to sit. They needed a riser on the riser. They needed they needed a little bit taller stage mm-hmm. in there. But it was great because where they put us, Eric, I got to see all the Galaxy fans. So Galaxy fans nice. would come over and say hi to me. And by the way, I probably met... <laughs> Being there in that particular location, I probably met more Galaxy fans there than I do whenever I go to StubHub because nice. I'm not, you know. You're in the ivory tower when up you in go the to StubHub. I- yeah, You're not amongst the people, the unwashed masses like that's, myself. That's right. So I was there. Um, uh, Larry was there, but I, I probably had 30 people come up and say yes. hi. It was great. Um, and it was so nice. And people were so encouraging to me. Listen, it's been a long week and trying to get to <laughs> like downtown Los Angeles on a Thursday and I have a real job. So I'm like, hey, real job. I'll come in early and work early and then I'll leave l- early and knowing that I'm going to be up till one o'clock in the morning just covering the game and doing all that stuff. Uh, so it was nice to see everybody there. Um, and they were, they were really, they were really nice. They gave me the energy to do it. So anyway, we get there, we walked around the stadium. I will tell you this, that stadium is gorgeous. Uh, they really did a great job. Uh, the one thing that they're missing though, there is a soul to that stadium. It's very empty. Um, it's very, not, not with fan, the fan, plenty of fans, yeah. uh, but it's very empty feeling. It's, it's cavernous almost. Mm-hmm. And 
it, it doesn't feel like it has a heartbeat. Now, I'll say that their supporter section, the 3252, is that heartbeat, but mm. it doesn't translate throughout the other sections, in my opinion, of the, uh, of the stadium. And I will say, from my vantage point, I did not think it was very loud. Uh, I was told that by players that they thought it was very loud um, and that they really enjoyed the atmosphere. Everybody really loved uh, playing there, and it's great. That's that's a, a whole bunch of things there. But that's that's sort that's my view is that it's missing a heartbeat. And you're supposed to be in the heart of Los Angeles. You're supposed to have you know this this idea that uh, they represent all of the the local uh, Angelinos right there, um, that just down from the downtown core, that, and it just feels cold and, and not there. So, And I think part of that is by design as well, uh, because, you know, I've gone on a scouting mission over to the bank in, in, uh, other weeks as well, and, and I, I understand exactly what you're saying, because technically they've checked all the boxes. They have all those things that you say, okay, they have the restaurants, they have the beer stands, they have the way the design is set up, kind of that art deco style. But but it, that feeling that you're talking about, I totally understand. And as far as the supporters section, uh, you know, say what you will, but they're, they're, they're the whole game, they're doing their thing. Um, and, and if depending on where you're sitting, I could see where that can be loud. But as far as the feel around the whole stadium, I could see where that could also fall flat. So, so I, I understand 100% what you're saying, that they've checked all the boxes, but as far as actually feeling it, yeah, it's it's missing just a tiny little bit. And by the way, Matt props to anybody who showed up in a Galaxy shirt. Yes, I, absolutely. You and, deserve all the credit. And, I mean, and that was what I was going to mention is you know when you said that you had Galaxy fans saying hello and checking in with you for part one when LAFC came to to the StubHub Center, LAFC fans came. They yep. came that day and they they brought it. And so I was happy to see that there were a lot of Galaxy fans who who made the reverse trip and they were representing and going hard there. So so shout out to everyone who went there in their Galaxy gear and supported. Yeah, not everything went well, by the way. Um, not that I expected it to be perfect. I did expect it we to be We knew it was going to be a little sloppy. I, I expected it to be a little better than it was mm -hmm. in terms of fan behavior across everything. So um, we'll get to that. I have some statements okay. from the clubs and we can talk about that a little bit later. But um, you know, let's, let's focus in on the game. The LA Galaxy coming into this game on a seven-game unbeaten streak. Uh, extend it with the draw, so eight-game unbeaten streak now. The last time they lost was uh, against uh, on May 30th uh, against FC Dallas, that 3-2 loss at home. Uh, that is the last time uh, that, that they, uh, they suffered a loss. And they've been playing teams that have been... Not great, but they've been getting the results, as you'd expect them to be doing. So uh, they go into this game, and they get uh, Ashley Cole back, and they get Perry Kitchen back. Uh, Sebastian Legette on the bench for the first time since, I think, uh, was it June 29th against uh, San Jose? I can look it up. I had it on, on one of my stories or something like that. But uh, it was against RSL that he injured his ankle. That's, that's I think, that game. It was a 3 nothing win. Um, so Legette's back on the bench and actually got some time in this game as well. So you're, you're getting guys healthy. Uh, and then Siggy Schmidt announces his lineup. And the big question would be, would Ramon Alessandrini start in this game? That was really the only question. It was the only question mark of, you know, how does Alessandrini start? Where do they put Pontius? Pontius has been on such a roll and is so important. What do you do? How do you look at that? So uh, Ramon Alessandrini does get the start on the right-hand side. Uh, pairs in that midfield. The Galaxy, again, going with a 3-5-2 formation. Uh, as they lined up and started, it was the cockeyed three-five-two formation. I was going to say in the in the midfield. Interesting choice of words. To me, the way that looked it looked like Roman was it was defender Roman. But yeah, he he wasn't a defender that that evening. That's he, fair. He wasn't, and he's supposed to be more of, and he mm -hmm. tries. He doesn't always do a great job, and in fact, he picked up a yellow card in this game because he was trying to defend. Yeah. And uh, he, I, I'll, I'll tell you this: there were a bunch of fouls 
And there were four yellow cards in this game, all to the LA Galaxy. Uh, three of those were probably all earned. I didn't have a problem mm-hmm. with. Roman's yellow card was was soft. It was in, uh, persistent infringement was what mm-hmm. they eventually named it. But I thought that um, you know there were some fouls in this game that were simply because LAFC is a very quick team and showed that speed. Yeah. Um, so that's that's what I'm saying. It, it's it's one of those you know um, you could certainly see how the Galaxy. Um, we're trying to attack and how they absolutely got obliterated in that first half. Yeah, well, they looked flat. And, and, and you're absolutely right. The LFC, they're, they're high tempo. They're flying up and down the flanks. And, and when the Galaxy couldn't get their possession going, is they were slow getting to the ball. And so they were, LAFC was truly running circles around them uh, for the first 75 minutes of that game. And, and so that's exactly what's going to happen. When you're running all over a defense who's, who's going to look slow at times, the only way that you slow them down is by chopping them down. And that's, that's what they had to do that's what they did have to do and and through the center you certainly saw some of that um i'll say this that you look at the the galaxy and how they were able to adjust in the second half and that really is the story of this game is Siggy Schmidt, and you know by the way do you, there's lots of topics you can cover in this game there's so many Which different direction things. do we want i mean to go? you can look at the defense that looked absolutely shell-shocked for the first you know 25 minutes of that game and you got yeah. the vela goal and you got the win goal and the vela goal comes because ashley cole didn't chase diamande into the corner whenever that ball was already centered through and looked like it might be a very dangerous cross um and then you have siani who decided he didn't want to chase he didn't vela. Want to ch- and that, that that's my question is how does carlos vela who's 510 uh, win a, a free header against Siani, who's 6'4", and Shelvik just sat and watched that all happen as well. So, um, you know, at first glance, I wanted to say, Siani, what's going on here? But at the same time, when you look look back, you see Shelvik as well. He didn't exactly do us any favors, you know, trying to cover that ball as well. So the defense definitely, you know, like I mentioned before, looked flat. And this is an LAFC team who you embarrassed them because they blew a lead when they came to your stadium and you knew that they were going to come out guns blazing. And so that was the surprising thing to me is you need to be, I mean, obviously once the game gets going and there are nerves and once you actually start playing, obviously there's no real way to prepare for that. But at the same time, you have to know that LAFC is going to come out guns hot and come after them. And that's what they did. And the LA Galaxy looked, uh, they looked, they look timid in the beginning there. They look like they didn't know what to do. They look lost at times. Yes. And here's my big thing or my big question to you, Eric, is have the Galaxy ever looked put together in the first 45 minutes of any game this year? Yeah. And that and that's the other question as well, because I think a lot of people will say, uh, and I don't know if, if we're going to go in chronological order or if you want to wait till the end. They say, well, why don't they play like the last 15 minutes and the first 15 minutes? Right. And, and the truth is you can't play, you know, full court press like that for a full 90 minutes, you're going to get burned out and you're going to end up, you know, paying for it at the end. So I understand not pushing with all of it at the very beginning to start a game. You kind of need to feel a game out. But at the same time, I think the game plan needs to be don't do what you've been doing. You know, (laughs) whatever they're doing to start the game slow, they need to clean that up because, you know, they are not starting games well and they've been bailed out. They are very fortunate, you know, with Andre Orta, you know, giving that ball away is a little bit of a gift, uh, but at the same time, you know, Kamara still had work to do there. And so you, you give the Galaxy credit for tying that game, but it could have been very different, a very different scoreline had some, you know, things bounce off the post a different I was, direction. I was going to say three times yeah. LAFC bounces off the woodwork. Yeah, we um, can be having a very different conversation, having a very different feeling after this game. It, it's funny, though, whenever you look at the stats, and this is why you can't pay attention to the stats, it's actually a fairly... <laughs> It is an LAFC dominated stat look whenever you whenever you take a total look, you know, 18 to 5 in terms of total shots, which isn't 
ridiculous, except that most of the Galaxy shots came in the last 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, 7-4 to four on target in favor of LAFC. Off target, the LA Galaxy had one more 8-7 to seven, uh, than LAFC. Uh, block shots, 4 to LAFC, 3 to LA Galaxy. Uh, you look at the overall possession... And this is how you know the Galaxy were losing this game for most of this game mm-hmm. is that they had the edge on possession over LAFC, which you would never. Wow. Which would, wow. You would fifty-three to forty-six. Okay. And there were both two huge swings, one on the front side in the first half, where LAFC in a I think they do in ten-minute periods or five-minute periods, whatever, had almost a ninety percent possession. Okay. And the Galaxy on the flip side in the second half had an eighty-eight percent possession within those intervals okay so you had two of those and then it was just the offset of where that balance fell in between those and i was shocked and amazed to see that the uh the la galaxy um actually came out on the pos- uh, yeah that's a surpri- when you said that that surprised me because i was expecting you to say lafc out possessed but that's you know the style that the galaxy plays is waiting for is direct to counter yep, yeah exactly but, no no wow yeah it didn't go that way which is okay. which again shows how the galaxy were hey, losing that's Hey, st- shove hey, it. Hey, listen to me, stats. <laughs> You're not paying attention. All right, things aren't working right. Um, no, so uh, it's it's one of those things that you see, um, you know, with the Galaxy is that whenever they're losing a game, they usually have more possession. The other team sits back. Uh, this was, and I will go back to the first half because I think this is a really important play. It's important for two reasons. Uh, it's the foul. Perry Kitchen made on Mark Anthony K. Okay. That ended up putting K out, broke his ankle. And now yeah. it's not a dirty tackle. And I've heard some LAFC people no, try. No, there's I even, no way. There's I even no had way. a broadcaster. Um, you know, I'll, I'll even Dave Denholm was was covering mm-hmm. the game. Uh, obviously for 710 ESPN, he covered. He's the LAFC voice there, and he does it. And he was like, hey, it looked a little harsh to me. And I'm like, it was barely a foul. Yeah, it I, just I, was there an was no intent there. Contact. It, it yeah. was bad, bad timing. He, he planted wrong. You, you see fouls like that all the time. It just where his foot caught on the turf. It, it was unfortunate. I don't think there was any malice behind it. Perry Kitchen being who he is, he's a bruiser. He's a dominator. And of course, you know, he's going to catch some ankles, catch some feet when he does his tackles. But I don't think there was any any malice behind it. He he he, he caught him. It was bad timing, bad timing when I looked at it again. Yeah, so it, it certainly is. So whenever you look at those and, and you see that that play, now it's big because one is Lee Wynn ends up burying the free kick on that, which, by the way, I totally missed. Never saw it. And even watching on TV, ESPN missed it. I, I didn't know what was going on. Well, I was like, what just happened right now? It was because, the K, substitution. It was because uh, uh, Atuesta came on and everybody was watching that, and I'm typing, and all of a sudden I hear, wow, like, I'm like, what the heck? I look so at Larry, in, and I'm so like, what in happened? stadium, yeah. that was confusing. Yes. Okay. In stadium, we had no idea he was going to take it that okay. fast. And it was sort of one of those, oh, it's in the back of the net. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think maybe he even, he even did it in terms of trying to fast play it. Okay. So it was, oh, you know, here comes Atuesta, he's coming on, blah, 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 whole deal. That's great, except that, you know, it was, it was quick, and Bingham didn't get over. Bingham and, didn't get over, the wall didn't jump. He... You know, credit to win. He caught us. Yeah, caught he us snapping. Absolutely was uh, was napping. Yeah, but uh, so here's the thing. The reason that's big though is that Atuesta comes in, and I talked to some LAFC um, staffers afterwards, and they're saying, you know, Atuesta's really just coming back into this team and, and getting healthy and trying to figure out ways. So he comes into this game and now has to play, you know, 70 minutes of that game. He gets tired in the second half, and you certainly see that. And you saw that their substitutes didn't have the effect they were certain they brought they brought in Rossi off the bench Rossi. which I was like mm-hmm. that's a great move I mean you're putting the pedal down you're mm-hmm. not you're not gonna sink on this one you're you're definitely going for the win I get it it makes some yes. sense um and I think all of their substitutes sort of fell flat in this game and I really think that's where the galaxy picked up I will yep. also say that looking at this game first half 
We agree. Total domination by LAFC. The Galaxy were lucky not to be down by more than two goals. There were yeah. some deflections and some woodwork and some different things. I will say this. I think the Galaxy did a good job on Diamande trying to get isolate him. I yes. think he had maybe one shot. He ended up getting an assist. Yes. But he, well, he got the assist on a hustle play right. where, you know, it was a mental breakdown for the Galaxy defense. And then the shot that he created, all credit to him for creating it. I mean, the Galaxy, you know, they were trying, but but they were able to shut him down for the most part. But, um, you know, Diamande, he's someone who's been very dangerous as of late. Uh, and the, the type of play that he has, he's someone who scared me coming into this game with our defender's speed and, and the way he can be physical because even though we have you know, physically large defenders. They right. don't play like physically large defenders. So, so the fact that, you know, they were able to keep him quiet with the exception of the assist was a good thing. It, it is. And uh, I think they did. Well. I'll tell you who scared the ever living bejesus out of me whenever you're watching. I didn't have an answer and I knew the Galaxy didn't. was uh, Latif Blessing. Yeah, he was all over him. Amazing Guys like play. that do kill the Galaxy. They do. Yeah. Well, it's speed, and you yeah. knew it. And I was talking with a uh, broadcaster before this game, um, and we were talking about the Galaxy, and they're like, okay, so what do you see the biggest weakness? I go, they can't handle speed. Mm -hmm. I go, especially on the outside of the wings. I go down the middle, they're a little bit more stout, but there's mm -hmm. no speed on this team. If you don't have Alessandrini, who's fast? Mm -hmm. If you don't have Boateng, who's fast? I was just going to say, Blessing does uh, did to the Galaxy what Boateng does when Boateng is at his best. Yeah, except that Blessing's a more technical player. Well, uh, so much more technical. When that's why I gave the clarifier when okay. Boateng is at his best, best, and you know those touches fall ever so. When Boateng plays against RSL, that's what Blessing that, gave us yesterday. That's what it was. Okay, <laughs> yeah, I got it. No, that makes sense. So no, I mean you look at that, and those are the things. I will also tell you this, and I'm going to say this, and I guess I'm an unabashed uh, Dave Romney Homer. I guess people would call me that. Um, I just <laughs> dr four for Bolondor. That's what I've been that, saying that's, that's for a long time. Saying. I will tell you this. I think that he's. He's way faster than he looks, which I would have I really feel great getting to tell him that, I'm sure. <laughs> hey, dude, you look really slow, but you're way faster than that. I mean, at the end of the day, these these are professional athletes. And yes, they can run. They can run. You think so? I think so. Maybe. For, well, maybe not Siani. We'll, we'll see I hope how it goes. He, he speaks French, right? He doesn't listen to this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's a large man. I'd like to, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I do appear at Stub Center, Stub Hub Center every once in a while. I'd like to. He'll find stay you. Stay clear. Yeah, he'll find you. He's <laughs> big Mike. He's he'll, he'll find you. No problems. Um, no. So. So that's what, I mean, that's what you saw, but you saw the Galaxy not be able to, to cope with that. So that's, I, I, t I say all this to lead into the second half discussion, and the second half discussion is, it's a more interesting one to me, because we know the Galaxy are a second half team. They're a second half of the season team. They're a second half of the game team. Anything that can be second half, they're second half. Siggy Schmidt's not getting the credit that he deserves, and I am somebody who's okay. certainly been very critical of, of Mr. Schmidt on a regular basis, but the adjustments that he's making in substitutes and in tactics in the second half, just in the last four games, have seen the LA Galaxy look completely different. Now, I'd love for him to be able to figure it out, you know, before, maybe they need to watch a little bit more tape to be able to figure it out beforehand, but Siggy Schmidt was adamant, and it's fun because Bruce Arena would never talk tactics. You could never say, but what did you do tactically, Bruce? And he's like, who cares? We won the game, or you know, we didn't score <laughs> enough goals. Bruce. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Siggy Schmidt will tell you what happened. I actually asked Siggy Schmidt after the game what adjustments he made in that second half, and 
this is what he told me. He says, uh, and this is just paraphrasing his different points. He says, we wanted to change the point of attack quicker. So he said, their, their outside backs tuck in. And so if we could change the point of attack quicker, we had we had um, room on the wings. On the outside, they had the space. Outside, yep. Which is what you saw what in you the saw. second half. Absolutely. Okay, the other thing that he did, and it was on purpose, he said, you know, we moved Roman over to the left side after he'd been playing the right side because we noticed that, you know, on the left side, we thought we had a little bit more room and we thought that Roman gives us more space over there if he's over there. The other part of that is that by attacking Betashore, LAFC's defender on the on the right side, mm-hmm. so left side, right side, uh, if you attack Betashore, you take Betashore out of the, the the LAFC's attack. Yeah, he doesn't attack. I agree. And, and Betashore does not have the speed to keep up with Alessandrini, and you saw that in the second half. Alessandrini for, you know... I think he, he he did an adamant job or a, an admiral job. <laughs> I can't speak. Yes, it's okay. Who, who does admiral, this? Admiral. Yes. <laughs> he did a, he, he did a good job. See, I try to use fancy words. He did good. You, you did, did real good. good. Well, well done. <laughs> he did a good job trying to defend, and I, I don't think he, he maybe is going to you know be remembered for that part of his game. But in the second half is where you saw him turn it on. To me, he had a man of the match type performance. Well, here's the other one that we that we have to say. And here's the problem is that people are arguing right now, Eric, that Siggy should have started the 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 if if, if this works so well, right? That mm-hmm. having Alice and Drini on the left hand side and bringing Pontius in, which is the other part of this equation, which by the way, if you would have asked me, I would have said this is not a game for Pontius. It's a game for Boatang to come into okay. and provide some speed, and I wouldn't have done it. And then Chris Pontius goes and proves me wrong again. So that's fine. I, I, that's I, what he's been doing all year long. I enjoy it. Yes, uh, an admiral job. That's what <laughs> I, I, I know. You know, in the chat room, yeah, there's a <laughs> harassment in the chat room. That's what I there's like. There's a to see. great uh, you know podcast that just came out by Freakonomics. It's the art of choking. Uh-huh. It's and it basically comes down to when you think about something too much. Right. That's when it all goes wrong. Oh. And this ties in nicely with our LAFC. I, I was going to say, should LAFC listen yeah, to this I think podcast? It'd be great listening for them. So as soon as I tried to think think of the word, that's when it all fell apart. So I understand. Shout out to all my admirals out there. There you go, <laughs> at ease, soldiers. Um, so. So anyway, you, yes. Where were we? I forget. Oh, <laughs> Where am I? Betashore. Chris Pontius, Betashore, Alessandrini. So um, yeah. So bringing in uh, Pontius there as well. Again, he is providing the galaxy width, and that was something they're missing with Ashley Cole and Ashley Cole being. And by the way, the smart move there was to take Ashley Cole out, yeah. and he did do it. As much as we love Ashley Cole. You know, he, he was having a tough time keeping up, and I think that was the correct move. Yeah. Well, not only that, but here's the bigger picture. And Siggy didn't talk about this, but I'll talk about it for him because I have no problems. This is my favorite part of the LA Galaxy formation right now, is that when you bring Pontius and Alessandrini and you put them on opposite ends, it balances the 3-5-2. It's no longer this cockeyed 3-5-2. It's three in the back. Mm-hmm. It is absolutely a three in the back. three Be- in the back. Yeah, mm-hmm. because Pontius is going to come back, but not that much. Alessandrini is going to come back, but not that much. So you have three in the back, which means that you are absolutely You're committed. You're committed to going forward, which works for them. But to see, they can only go to that. This is why they don't mm-hmm. start that way. You can only go to that whenever you're behind. Yeah, because you take on water all game if, if you start that way. That's I don't what, even want to know what would happen if they would have started <laughs> they that start way. Like they <laughs> may have been seven to nothing by the time the Galaxy decided that they were going to be able to get in there. But no, I mean, that is. And, and so Ale, that whole idea that Siggy Schmidt is making these adjustments is good. Now, I would like to see the Galaxy stop giving up goals. And Siggy Schmidt said, hey, I thought the first half was horrible. Uh, the other thing they did in the second half that was really important was on in the middle middle of the field they wanted to close the space they wanted to stay closer to guys and they did mm-hmm. that in the second half whereas in the first half there was lots of room yes. for people to move around so again you're, you're seeing tactical changes and things they're figuring out and people wanted to switch formations in this game by the way so uh next person who suggests that gets smacked and i think siggy has proved us wrong you're saying it the tactical adjustments the three five two is our that's that's our style 
So, you know, with the, the players that we have and the way that, um, you know, it's working for us, I think we need to stick with it. So yes, you can, you can say, I would like to see something different, but at this point in the season where we're going to try to get results out of games and this is what's working for us, let's stick with what's working until, until it goes wrong. And and that's what should happen. I mean, yeah. you're you're absolutely right. No, so you, so you nailed this. Um, that's why I'm the hammer. There I is, nail it. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely. Thank you. But you and Panda <laughs> with with the dad jokes. That's great. I'm glad. I'm glad. I'm, I'm not in that group with you guys. Um, although I am at home, I am a dad joke guy. Oh. So all the time. Uh, let's see. Joey in the chat room says, uh, "Why do we need to concede to be the team to come back?" I, <laughs> Joey, you're right. You make an excellent point. Listen, it's enter- <laughs> you have to say one thing. And I was talking to. Uh, to Taylor Twelman after the game, um, I had just texted him and he covered the game for ESPN. Uh, I thought he had a funny halftime. He had bit. A, yeah, it, it was. was I, I thought Brad. I was like, is, is he okay? Is he? Did he have too much espresso? <laughs> and then I realized it was a bit. Yeah. Yeah, it was a bit. It was. It was fun. Um, but no, you saw. You saw all that stuff to to come in. Uh, I talked to Taylor Twelman. Um, and it was it was one of those things where we were talking after the game, and I'm like, hey, you can say whatever you want about the Galaxy. You can say that they were absolutely dominated in the game, which they were, mm-hmm. for about 70 minutes. He's right. Um, and, the, and, and he did say that. And he did say it. Mm-hmm. Um, you can say that the Galaxy have a horrible defense. They do. They're not good. So far, facts. Facts. So far, all facts. I'm I, with this, you. this is me. I'm there. Uh, but what you can't say is that the Galaxy aren't entertaining this year. No. All right. I mean, they <laughs> listen, it's not going to work in the playoffs. You're not going to be able to come back in the playoffs. This this crap of giving up mm-hmm. goals first is not working. It's going to go away. If you get into a point where goal differential and away goals. Yeah, you, you can't fall back like this. I'll tell you right now, there's one team and, and everybody will probably just uh, just hang up right now um, and, and stop listening to the podcast. There's one team that is the perfect epitome of this. I can't remember what year it was. Uh, maybe. Was it 2012 when the San Jose Earthquakes were out of control, ridiculously good? Oh, and, and the, the, the comeback, the kids, comebacks the, kid, the, the Goonies, ne, the Goonies yeah. never say die. It was, I think it was 2012, and and, and we we made them pay for that. That's yeah. and that's what happens. <laughs> so that you, does bring a smile to my face, but but yeah, I do hate you for saying it. I know, but that's <laughs> the thing is that you can't keep doing. And that was my contention the whole time is you can't count on that in the playoffs, and that's exactly what happened is mm-hmm. they they couldn't count on it in the playoffs. They, they got behind it. and it was over. Um, so it, it's certainly one of those, it, it's one of those things you can't continue. You have to improve. And I think the galaxy, by the way, we're in an open transfer window. That's still a thing. I think the galaxy are going to try to improve the defense, but they have an easy schedule down the stretch. Okay. They will be able to hide some of these yeah. flaws for quite a while. See, you know, fast forward to the Orlando preview. If you want to talk about an easy schedule, but we'll, we'll yeah. talk later. I'm sure. Good. I, it, this is <laughs> screams trap game, by the way. I'm like, Oh, oh it's trap on, game. It's in my notes. Trap game. <laughs> Although that only works in in like uh, in college football, whenever you're yeah. playing a difficult opponent yeah. afterwards, so we're technically reversing it, yeah. but it, it's still a trap game. Um, no, so that's the thing. All right, let's see what other topics I had. Yeah, we talked about that. Uh huh. Okay, cool. Um, can I just touch back? Or are we done with LAFC? No, I just I just we, want- we have some. We can talk about this for like another thirty <laughs> I, minutes. I just going back to the rivalry is uh, I do have some friends who are LAFC fans, and you know I don't know if you want to call them friends if they're truly LAFC. Yeah, they, fans. Not really. But uh, you know, there's a you know some banter and some texting going on, and I will say for, for seventy minutes they were up two zero, not a peep, not a peep. <laughs> so that goes to show you that the impact of the three thirty one game, it, it's there and it's in their head, and you and you saw with the comments that. Uh, you know, Carlos Vela made after the game and you, the fan base, they just felt like 
let's not blow this. Let's not do this. And you didn't hear a peep. And then when Roman got that first goal back, you felt it. He said, okay, they can get two. It's, it's going to happen. Then you saw Kamara, you know, get saved by, by Tyler Miller, that close call. And he said, okay, maybe it's not going to happen. Then the tying goal. And he said, okay, we're going to win this thing. We're absolutely going to win this game. And I love that. And that's what makes this rivalry great is that we know that we're, we're occupying space in their head. And that's that I love it. It makes me so happy. Uh, the only thing that we need to worry about is everything that we've been saying with the defense. There's a lot of spackle going on with this galaxy. It's covering up the holes, but if someone leans on it, you know, it can, it can all fall apart. So we just yeah. need to be cautious moving forward. My favorite, there's two of my favorite quotes ever said in all of soccer, I think were said in this, in this post game. <laughs> um, and I'll paraphrase um, the Carlos Vela one because I don't have it. Basically, yeah. he said um, that they were absolutely thinking about that, that March 30, or yeah, the March 31st game and the loss and all that stuff. And he said that if the game was five minutes longer, they would have yeah. lost that game. And the Galaxy said the same thing, by the yeah. way. Well, if it, they had five a, more minutes. That's a Vince Lombardi quote. It's like, we didn't lose. We just ran out of time. That's absolutely true in this case. Yeah, and, and uh, Ola Kamara was smart enough to say, he goes, maybe next time we should start a little earlier, right? <laughs> yeah. and it, was, it was good, and I, I enjoyed it. And, and listen, Kamara's goal was great, and the almost Zlatan to Kamara goal, which Tyler Miller saved, <sighs> Zlatan put the ball in the net. Yeah. But again, such great pass, too. It was, it it was, was the right. It was the right play. Jonathan Dos Santos, I want to talk about him. I'll, we'll talk about Gio a little bit, because um, I, I was talking to some other people about uh, about both of these guys. Jonathan Dos Santos had a horrible first half. Absolutely. A lot crap. of giveaways. A lot of giveaways, bad passes, killing off things, just horrible. Much better second half. Yeah. And that pass that he put on uh, Ibra's foot that should have resulted in a goal yeah. that didn't um, <laughs> was was perfect. Giovanni Dos Santos, here's the interesting thing about him. I would say that he was more motivated in this game than I have I was, seen him play for the Galaxy in a long time. That's what I was going to say. The performance maybe wasn't that man of the match performance that we, we all want to see. We're all dying to see that, but you did see some fire there. You did see the effort that sometimes is, is lacking and in, in the critiques that are, are abound everywhere on geo um, in this game. Maybe the performance wasn't there, but the effort you saw, it. you saw it if, if that means anything. Uh, but I feel like geo w- was, was making an effort out there and trying to make things happen. And he, you know, it, 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 it fell flat at times, but I, I felt like I saw an effort from geo, which made me happy. Made me feel better. He kicked a bunch of field goals. Yeah, well, I mean, he launched. That's why one I said the performance wasn't there, but he was he was going for it. He, and to that, I give him credit because there are times where you know I I've been in StubHub and, and just you just hear crowds of people behind me shoot shoot, shoot the ball and he, the ball. And he no. doesn't pull the trigger. So at least he's shooting. I'll take that. Yeah, it was one of those. Uh, it was one of those for Gia. I, you know, still, the, I mean, the chip that he had in the first half, which I was like, I, somebody called me out for it on Twitter, cracked me up, because uh, I was like, uh, that was a good chip by Gia. And I said good, like, as in good idea, but I wasn't thinking, like, it was good, executed well. And the person, like, that's your idea of a good chip? I'm like, no, no, no. no. It, was a, it, was a, it was, I like the idea. It was bad execution, you know, all the other stuff. A for um, effort. The also, the, the, the fist bump heard around the world as well. I don't know if you saw. Where, so, so Carla, this is during the game. Yeah. This is during the game. I knew people were, yeah. The you saw it happen, and you said, okay, this is, this this is, is going to be a thing. This is going to be a thing. Carlos Vela, Jonathan Dos Santos, Giovanni Dos Santos, they're friends, and they're probably very good friends. They all live in Los Angeles. They play soccer. They play on the Mexican national team. They're good friends. I mean, it's like if you and I worked together yes. and saw each other all the time, we would be good friends as well. I'd, I'd probably go studs up if I saw you in uh, I the real world. Elbow. <laughs> elbow to the temple. That's what I do. I like to get up high. Um, no, I mean, so, and there was a fist bump yeah. between and Jonathan smile, and, and a smirk. smile during the game. I'm fine before the game. I'm fine after the game. That's fine. To do whatever you want. I don't care if you switch jerseys. I don't care if you walk off the field mm-hmm. with your arms around each other. It's over. Um, even beforehand, give each other hugs. That's great. No problems. You're friends. I get it. This is professional sports, all this stuff. 
you can't in this rivalry be sitting there fist bumping your opponent when you're down two to nothing and you can't be smiling and winking. You are too angry and upset and disturbed by the sights that you are seeing in front of you to raise your fist this, and bump. Is that Taylor Twelman over there no. with this rant getting angry? No. No, Brad. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go devil's advocate on the other side. It was a dead ball. And so when it you know, I've played against teams where I have friends on the other team and when the dead ball's happening, you strike up a conversation, you have those things. So I can see it. And especially if these guys are, are close friends and they just got back, they spent a month together in the world cup in Russia, obviously, you know, th- there's a connection there. Uh, so I don't have as big as, of an issue, but I, I, I can get behind what you're saying. You're down, you're, you're losing the game. You know, maybe no, maybe now is not the time to be chummy, especially when you know you're under the microscope already uh, with fans. That's probably you should be a little bit aware of that. But at the same time, you know, the fact that they don't care that they're under the microscope and it's my friend and, and I'm not going to do it. At least it was a dead ball. It's not like they were both running and he decided to stop and ask him, you know, where'd you get your haircut? How's everything looking? But I don't have as big an issue. Right. But I I, I can see it being a problem, and I knew it was going to be a the problem. The optics are bad. The optics are very bad. All right. Let's yeah. let's and and by the way, whenever you're doing your you you drink beer beforehand, so it doesn't count. You're in like a beer league. <laughs> I don't know what you do. You're over there coaching coaching eight year olds, uh, nine year olds. Well, yeah, yeah. The, the beer doesn't come out for those games. Yeah, yeah. it does. Come they're, on, it's in the six back year olds. pocket. Yeah, yeah I, I've six. I've yet to yell at a ref. I've been tempted. Haven't gone there yet. We're having a good time. Do you remember what uh, what minute the fist bump happened? People in the in, it uh, was in the first half, I think. Right? Yeah, it was because it was facing the other way on the field. The Galaxy yes. were losing two to nothing I, already. It may have been the second half. Maybe it was second. I half. think it may have been the second half because the Galaxy were losing two to nothing. Yes, yes. Somebody that, screenshot that of that. Sure. I saw it. Yeah. That for sure was was true. Um. Okay. Speaking of optics, we agree that optics is bad. Let's talk about some other optics. Some fun stuff. Uh, the LA Galaxy in their wisdom, decided in the marketing of this particular match not to act like it was a big deal. I get it. <laughs> okay? And, here we go. We're having fun and, here. Yes, I know. I get it because you're saying we're a big club. You're a little club. We don't this, worry about it. This is just, this is not just, just another, another game. Thursday night game. MLS right in the middle. By the way, they're saying 61st minute for people who are looking okay. for it. 61st Second minute. half, so I was correct. You could say it, Josh. Uh, um, yeah, you were right. Uh, I was wrong. <laughs> wow, it's just like being at home. Um, that's where you do the podcast to get away from this that's, stuff, That's right? right. I'm supposed to be right. It's my <laughs> it's my kingdom. I've built it. Right. I'm supposed to be the king and, and be right. Um, no, so, so they decided not to market this game as anything more special. Here's my problem. It's not. It's it's a it's a huge game. It's a big game on the calendar. The players know it. I was talking to a Galaxy source beforehand who's very close to the team, and he told me basically it would be difficult for you to convince this team that there was a game on Sunday because they were so focused on Thursday. Okay. And all the players were amped up for it. Everything was pointing towards this being a huge match, and everybody knows it's a huge yeah. match. And even though. Galaxies, there's there's a galaxy resistance to saying this is a rivalry, as we talked about before. We, you know, you still want to beat them. You know, there's nobody else. And on you're going to brag when you schedule. beat them, yeah, and, you, and you're going to. And they had their clever tweet ready after saying, you know, we robbed a point from the bank. Yep. Uh, so, uh, again, devil's advocate. Why do I get to be the bad guy here? So I, I, I like that, by the way. <laughs> See, it is different than home. Yeah. All right. So, so acting like it's just another game. If that's the galaxy stance, that's okay. But the players ramped up. The fans ramped up. Everyone knows this is a big deal. So does it really matter what the Galaxy's stance is? If the fans are all into it, you, you everyone's should, getting into it. You should be promoting that, though. I mean, it should be a call to arms for people who are maybe on the fence about yeah. coming to go to a game the, you, 
or okay. or to support a side. Like that's right. There should be something that's like pick a side. Okay, like Civil I'm, I'm, War. I'm done. Know? Well, like, and that's they can get very dangerous in this with the blackout and whiteout. Right, it's like I, I, LA is black, LA is white. That this can get very. It's very dicey where they're going with this. I um, kept wanting to say the good yeah, guys and the yeah, bad guys. I'm yeah. like no, because the good guys white. Yeah, be and very black. careful no, that's, there. That's, But work. okay, I'm done playing devil's yeah. advocate. It should be a big deal. You and you have. Uh, especially, you know, coming from my podcast, guys in shorts, where s- soccer isn't exactly looked at in, in a bright light. So you, this is your chance to say, look at this rivalry. We're in Los Angeles. You have two teams here now. You have great players on both sides of the ball. This is a big deal. I all eyeballs should be on this game. You know, no matter where you're at in Los Angeles, you should be watching this game because this is a big deal. Zlatan, you know, made the rounds on PTI. So obviously, you know, Zlatan wasn't on PTI last week. So they knew that, you know, trotting him out this week was was crucial because it was a big game, a big guy, a big game going on this week. So um, so to that token, they should be they should be pumping it up. And and that, that's a misstep because it is a big deal. The fans knew it was a big deal. Players knew it was a big deal. So my devil's advocate hat. Doesn't matter because everyone else knew, but at the same time, this is your chance. This is your chance to grab the city, especially during this time of summer. Baseball's in the middle and in the doldrums. Basketball hasn't started. Football hasn't started. This is your chance to get all eyes on you. And the World Cup and, is over. And they held and they held a viewing party at StubHub. And I didn't want to say it because it's not my it's it's not their job to contact me and tell me that there's a viewing party. I had no idea that viewing party. <sighs> yeah, I, no. I you know that's a that's a cool thing to go to the StubHub Center and watch the game. You know, had that been pumped up a little bit more a week in advance and say, let's come on out to the StubHub Center. Let's get as many people as possible. Let's support our team. Th- th- that's an opportunity where you can get and, more people and, and who maybe nice. haven't been to the StubHub Center before, but this is a chance to come in for free and check it out. And you say, wow, this is a pretty cool stadium. Let me come back when the game is. Actually actually here yeah missed missed opportunity because i don't remember seeing anything about that viewing party until i saw videos after the fact that there was a viewing party but again it's not their job it's my job to seek that out a little bit but if that was being blasted all over the place being a galaxy fan the twitter algorithm i'm going to see it eventually at some point if it keeps being put out there yeah it was uh again i think it's here's the other thing one an lafc fan came up to me um, somebody I've known for a while and we were talking, um, and with this particular person, she was like, how do you not do this just for MLS sake? It's still MLS. It's yeah. not like it's some giant league. Do it to, to promote soccer. I mean, well, you saw MLS built hype around it with their video that they put out. That's and exactly. So and the so league, it's th- important to the league. There should be a hype about it. Every time these two teams ever, and by the way, this rivalry week, this, this thing that happens between them in the, is my most hated week. I don't like it. I get LAFC fans in my mentions <laughs> that just want to argue about LAFC stuff. Yeah. I'm like, I don't care. I cover the Galaxy. Yeah. Like, this I is got, my job to cover little, the Galaxy. Yeah. I got a little frustrated it's, yesterday with you know, yeah, and, some LAFC fans. And and you see Galaxy fans are on, on like, super we're edge. on edge, yeah. yeah oh, I, yeah, I felt very inadequate yesterday. My insecurities were on full force on Twitter yesterday. But you, <laughs> but that that's how you know it's different. And it's it was never that way. Chivas, oh, Chivas yeah. USA, oh, cool. It was never serious. Oh, I cool. agree. You know, I agree. Let's, so let's go watch that can, game. That's can, a win. We can call them and make fun of uh, that aspect of their team, but it, it is different this time around. That's for sure. Here is here's another fun thing that we get to into the little the little like nooks and crannies of this, the mental edge for the LA Galaxy yeah. now. This is huge. And I talked to Roman Alessandrini. I talked to Ola Kamara. I'll paraphrase for you. 
because I have not had a chance to to go back and listen to the tape and then put it on the podcast because I didn't get home till one thirty last night. So I I just sort of scraped into work as as best I could. And Eric and I, by the way, were late on air by at least a minute and a half because no one we were scrambling. Nobody no noticed. noticed. I didn't even just power say power went it. out. The clocks were off. It was Sorry, something excuse. happened. We're sticking to I it. had to use the facilities. Um, <laughs> my water's empty. I don't have what. This is the the craziness that happens on a Friday. Yeah, behind evening. the scenes, you guys have no idea what goes on over here. It's craziness, madness. For all the all the interns, all the corner of the galaxy employees. Wait, I have it's the, madness. The makeup crew. I have the yeah. I have the wide shot right now. Nobody <laughs> believes that. Um, yeah, if you're not if you're just listening to some podcast, you, you're missing out on some of the fun stuff we do on the live show as well, and, and showing some different things. So uh, certainly you're welcome to do that. But the mental edge. This part this part is the biggest part. I asked Ola Kamara. I'm like, do you feel maybe just a little bit like you're in their head? And he looked and he smiled and he goes, yeah. He knows. He knows. <laughs> he goes, He goes. yeah. Yeah, because they're thinking about what happened to them and now it's happened twice. He goes, you have to think. And he goes, just the way it happens. And Roman Alessandrini asked the same thing. He said, you know, basically their heads dropped. You could tell that the, the LAFC, whenever Roman scored that goal, such they a knew. huge goal for you him. You felt it, yes. Such a huge goal. By the way, a mistake by uh, Walker Zimmerman that allowed the ball to get to Zlatan. Who and Zlatan had a great game cross, up until that point. Was really doing well on mm-hmm. Zlatan, but you knew he was going to get tired. Mm-hmm. And eventually, you can't. You listen, can't do it for a full 90 minutes. You can't. That's why Zlatan. <laughs> that's that's why being a striker, if I ever want to die and become reincarnated and there's anything, it's a striker. You fail 99.9% of the time. You do it 0.1% of the time, and you're awesome. That's why I wanted to be. That's why I was a striker back, I don't, way I, back. I don't think day. so. Not with that body type. I'm just. I, you look more like a. Uh, I was Mike like Ciani as a forward. <laughs> Imagine that. Well, at least he wouldn't have to play defense. <laughs> that was right. again why. You know, you're you're figuring me out here, Josh. Yeah, I know. It's, <laughs> exactly. I, I'm, I'm finding. I'm. You know what? I'm Siggy Schmidt. I'm making those second half adjustments. But no, the mental edge is huge. They yes. go to play this game at the end of August, which is when the, the third part of El Trafico will take place. And for everybody belly aching about that name, grow up. Nobody cares, right? The best thing doesn't get... Bodie McBodie face was chosen as the name for an official scientific... Diego, yeah, yeah uh, uh, oh, boat. For, yes. Yeah. And yeah. then there was the San Diego franchise, yes. right? They had their footy... Footy McBodie face? face yeah. Yes, exactly. I mean, that's how these things work. The bottom line is everybody says it. Everybody knows it's going to do. Lean and, in. And, and so, by the way, the El Trafico eventually gets moved to the stadium in uh, Inglewood, right? Isn't that where is that I where think, is that where they're calling it? Yeah. Like the, the Inglewood Stadium well, for the not Rams in Los Angeles. It's not. Josh. Yeah, well, neither neither is where they. <laughs> you know, they're in South Central as well. Is that not in L.A.? Is that not? You no, know, it is in L.A. But, yeah, yeah, but still, well, kind of. I think I think if they're going to do three at a time, one at one at the bank, one at the stubby, and then one in Inglewood, and I think you call it. I think, well, here's the other thing is we know the schedule's eventually going to change with the addition of That's a true. more, that they're not, only going to play each other twice. Right. And so you may just play both of them at, at which, by the way, you should, there should be 70,000 people for this yeah. game. And then it's, I mean, oh man. That's what you want. That's what needs to happen. That's what's going to happen. Yeah. And by the way, everybody's like, it's going to be turf and it won't be grass. Hey, listen, when you get 70,000 people to fill a stadium for a rivalry game, you can afford to put you grass make it in. Work. You can afford to put grass in. All right, don't worry about it. It'll come in. It'll be put there. It may not be perfect, but it'll be better than playing in <laughs> you know in either of those either of the stadiums. I know people are against it. I'm just telling you that's the metamorphosis of what is happening here. But yes. th- I mean, it's clear. They're going to show up in August. I mean... I don't know how Galaxy fans do it. I don't know what needs to happen or, or things, but you you obviously have to reference both of those games. Like, oh, absolutely. Like in we Giants, like just reminding them yes. every single time. Yes, absolutely. You know? you know, letting the keep a scoreboard, you know, with the what the fourth official does with the time. Let them yep. know, hey, you may be winning, but we're coming. Yeah. That seventieth minute, that's coming. And I think going back to where we're in their heads, where they they might feel like they're gonna choke. 
we're also positive because you could tell that Galaxy team, they went down two goals, but they didn't self-implode. They knew we've we've been down two. We've been right. down three. Right. We can do it this. Matter. We stole one in New England where we had no business stealing. We can put together goals and put together goals quickly. And I think that's the other part of this is not only are you in their head of them failing, you're pumping yourself up. Your confidence goes up because you know you've done this so many times. And I think that's... That's the positive. Well, and, and not only so we look at the mental edge against the LA against LAFC, and you also get the mental edge just in terms of the the Galaxy have been down and come back, and they down and come back, and you don't want to keep doing it. We've already said you that. you can't keep doing it, but you, there's a belief in their minds that they can do it, and that's a good thing to have. Somebody said that the Galaxy have cojones. Yeah, they do. They do. They, do. they, they don't care if they not go down. always, but no. they do have cojones. And the and the other thing, I think someone else they that that same tweet, and I apologize that we're not referencing you but cojones and luck and i think when you look at teams that do make championship runs and dare i say it i know that's you know a bold thing to throw out there but there uh, you get the lucky bounces you have the ball go in at the right time you have you know you get the right call the right offside call that the referee the linesman doesn't wave the, raise the flag there's luck involved you know that's the way the 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 ball bounces it goes that way so when you see the galaxy getting calls go their way when you know maybe they you know, the penalties, what we still only had one penalty called on us, but maybe you get the lucky bounces the other way. There is luck involved. There are certain things that just, you know, fate has it and it works itself out. So maybe the fact that they are getting this lucky, this is a good sign because they're, you know, luck is on their side for the first time in maybe a long time. They are a flawed team. Yeah. Well, they will not go far in the playoffs. That's why maybe you up. need that luck. That luck is what's going to get you there. You're like not going to get there with, with, uh, you know, the, the, the spackled defense that you have. So you're going to need the luck. Hey, it, it, it all works. All right, more fun stuff. And this one is, there's two, we're going to end the LAFC talk with two of my favorite things oh, that happened on the night. I don't uh, want it to end, John. <laughs> that's what happened the last time these two teams played. It was a two-hour podcast yes. or something like that. So um, I don't think we need to go that far. Fair enough. Number one thing and possibly my favorite thing that ever happened in front of me, um, just because it was surprising and it was shocking, and it was hysterical. Like, in terms of, oh, he's probably going to want that back. Um, Bob Bradley came off the field, and I tweeted about this. Bob Bradley came off the field. Uh, Larry and I had made it downstairs to where we were waiting for the locker rooms already to open, and there's you have to go through this club, and it's it, nice little digs. I mean, it's yep. cool. Cool thing, but you have to, like, get through people in order to get there. We yeah. made it all through. We were there. But before Bob Bradley had come off the field yet, we didn't know this. Mm -hmm. So we're there. We're standing there. Uh, me and Larry Morgan, not on Twitter. We're talking to each other. We're talking to the, some of the PR people. Blah, blah, blah. You know, oh, great. Okay, sounds great. And all of a sudden, you hear some profanities being screamed down the tunnel. And I'll, I'll do my best. This is the PG Family version. Show. Family, Family show. show. I, don't, I don't have the bleep button ready. But it was God bleep it. You have to be bleeping kidding me. And it was screamed <laughs> in a deep, dark like way. It that. was it was not a happy person <laughs> saying this. Well, that's uh, not a happy phrase, yeah. And then what so we didn't see who said it, but then Bob Bradley came right out. And you're like, <laughs> it was Bob. That's who that, it was. I knew that voice. And he was and he was seething and with anger. <laughs> he was so rightfully mad. so. And as you should that, be that and it probably brought a warm smile to your face, right? I well I chuckled the way it was just because then he, he obviously he says it before he gets to us, but mm -hmm. he then comes it's like it's like you're you you know how like you're shouting in a yes. club or something and all of a sudden the music goes down yeah. and you're suddenly screaming. Yes. That's what it felt like, and you sort of like looked at us like, ah <laughs> like great. I just said that right yeah, in front I said of people. It. Um it's 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 one of those things. But yeah, no, it was so he was very upset. And 
they have done this. This isn't just I the galaxy that's thing. What, that's, that's that why. escalates. Yeah. It, that escalates it. They've done it once to the galaxy before, and you're like, oh, you definitely think you would have learned your lesson about that, right? That you can't sleep on the galaxy and that you better put the match away. Um, and then they've done this in other games as well. So this is this is an MO for them is to give up, you know, leads in games. I mean, they should technically have a bigger lead on everybody. Um, they're in second place in the Western Conference right now, and they should have beat. They should that's be better. The scary thing. They yeah. are. The Galaxy are just behind them, by the way. Um, Four didn't points back. Yeah, didn't close any distance, which is okay because this mm-hmm. is a away game. Yeah, the draw is what you want. Yes. You want the win, you happily and take the win the was there. The okay, so here is the other amazing thing. Uh, are you a Snapchat guy? Uh, I do filters with my kids because they enjoy the filters, but so I don't really dig, dig into it. Okay, yeah. so you know all about the filters and you know the the geolocations that you can oh, do. Oh right? yes, yes, yes. There is a there is a hero amongst uh, Galaxy fans <laughs> on, on the night. Uh, his name is Guillermo. Oh, we um, know who it is. Oh, I, awesome. I, he said he said he said it was on uh, on Facebook. I think okay. this is the person. He said it was seven. It was the best seventeen dollars he ever spent. <laughs> you can for seventeen dollars create your own geo tag geolocation mm-hmm. um, filter that comes in. And so he put one out, and it said, uh, <laughs> it was great. It has a picture of a goat with an LAFC hat on. It mm-hmm. has an LA hat on and the goat and everything, and it says, uh, it says I'm an original. And the original's in quotes, yeah, correct? Yeah, yep, in, in quotation marks. <laughs> I'm an original, obviously referencing back to Chivas USA and the goats and everything yep. else. And so there were LAFC fans who didn't realize that it was a joke, it and was so a- they were using... <laughs> oh, I didn't know that part. They were using the thing. So there were people out there who are using the actual Snapchat filter with the, oh. I'm an original, like in quotation marks, oh. and the goat there and everything, and just happy as a clam. Well, and because I'm sure, because LAFC, it's a scene. So you have people who, who have no idea about Chivas USA, and they might not know about the rivalry. So they may just think, hey, this is a cool goat. I like this. First you have the eagle, now we I'm have the, the goat. goat. This oh, is it's amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's an animal oh, menagerie. that makes me happy. Yes, that makes so me very right. happy. So Guillermo, if it's you, you shout out to you, Guillermo. your $17 well uh, done. made a lot of people happy, well I, done. I think. And and that by the way, great troll, creative oh. troll. One and the of, fact I, that it worked, it was great. I mean, oh. one of the guests at, at my wife and I's wedding did that for us. Like had a geolocation thing. Like by the way, everybody's like geo G I O geolocation. There you Maybe. go. Where's marketing? Geo? LA Galaxy marketing. Pay us. Just uh, send us on <laughs> over the check. Um, but no, they did it for the wedding and it was cool. But yeah. again, it's seventeen dollars. It doesn't cost a whole bunch to do it, and then you can do it. Oh man, bravo! Very well, well done. done. Well cool. done, Gary. Well done. The people's champion. All right, I think that's I think that's it for sort of the LAFC game, at least the game part. Um, we get to the to the uglier side, and certainly you saw the videos that were out there of um, and so far it's mostly just videos of LAFC fans attacking Galaxy fans. And granted, I I cover the Galaxy, yeah, and that's that's, that's going to show up in front of our eyeballs more than anything. That's the world I'm in. So you certainly saw that. Um, there was uh, obviously there were some problems in the supporters section. There was only supposed to be 109 tickets sold. I think more people than that showed up there, or they sold more tickets than fit in the section. The sheriff's that's were on them. If you sell the tickets, you check that. That's really on them. I think that's on LAFC. This, this all comes down to being petty about this yeah. stuff, and it's the same thing. Is that. Uh, and were they counting seats, right? They were, yeah, they were yeah. counting seats. Well, they said 100. People. They were like, we're only going to allow you 100, seat, 100 okay. tickets. And then the Galaxy say, well, if you're only going to allow us 100, we're only going to allow you 100, which ends up t- placing LAFC fans throughout the entire yes. stadium, which is what happened at it, LAFC. There are L- Galaxy fans throughout, yeah. You I can agree. see the specks of white throughout. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was nice to see um, in terms of the support. And listen, they were spread out. I would imagine that there was probably 1,500 to 2,000 Galaxy fans there. I okay. mean, that seems a pretty accurate... 
it's a guess. It's totally a guess. I didn't sit there and count everybody, but yeah. there were there was probably at least a thousand. Okay, um, that's fair. Which I would, I would guess more sprinkled yeah. all the way around. Mm-hmm. And I think there probably was, and yeah. I can't see everybody from yeah. where I was sitting. So so clearly you needed a higher riser to see. I was lower. All two thousand yes. of them. Yeah, I could see the see the people who were standing right in front of me. No problems. Um, so that was it. But there's there's stuff. So up in the supporter section, um, you know, in, in that one designated section, there were seats that were broken, and that's gonna. I think. Uh, okay. I think I talked to Kevin Baxter, and he told me seventy eight seats were broken in there. So a, a little bit of that. But you also had people getting attacked. We saw beers getting thrown. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was reports of people getting sucker punched from behind. All the stuff that you really yeah, don't that's what need you to don't see. want. Uh, we have two statements that came out, each from each club, um, one via Twitter, one via um, Kevin Baxter of the LA Times, Panda himself. Um, put this That's one why out I went negotiating the piece, is the Panda. Is the Panda. That's why, who you should. Um, so this one's from, uh, from LAFC and 3252. Um, it says, LAFC president owner Tom Penn and Joseph Zacker, president of 3252, released the following joint statement regarding fan misconduct at the LAFC versus Galaxy match on July 26th. Uh, Los Angeles Football Club and the 3252 Independent Supporters Union are committed to a safe, positive, welcoming, and inclusive environment for all fans at Bank of California Stadium. This is what our club stands for as we continue to work to unite the world city through the world's game. Um, we'll skip down into it a little bit. Um, LAFC and 3252 will not tolerate illegal acts of any kind affiliated with our club or the visiting team supporter at Bank of California Stadium, including the organized destruction of property. That is not who we are, and this behavior has no place in our stadium and within our club. Any fans identified as participating in illegal behavior will be removed from the stadium, and the club will revoke their season membership. LAFC and its supporters will continue to actively work together to enforce a zero-tolerance policy at Bank of California Stadium. Together, let's win in the stance. Uh, I can tell you MLS is also involved in this investigation at this point um so that's going to happen as well uh here are the here is the it's not a statement but it's a twitter you know a tweet that came from <laughs> uh from brennan hannon from the la galaxy he says there were some incidents at last night's lafc versus la match at the bank of california stadium the passion for the la galaxy and lafc is evident throughout los angeles we are working to identify all of the issues and find solutions our goal is to continue to make soccer fun so that's the two statements and that's where it goes uh i would tell everybody don't be stupid yeah, and you're going to have knuckleheads, and you have knuckleheads. Um, oh, I don't want to say this because <laughs> you have knuckleheads on both sides. I'm not. Yeah. Saying, oh, yeah. There's, there's, don't quote me on that. Yeah, I was going to say. But at the same time, you know, there, this is going to happen when you have a rivalry and you have teams that don't like each other and you have fan bases. It's naturally going to happen. But I think it's it's the clubs need to do the right things. Having the correct number of security, having you know the right um, you know allotment of seats and a proper allotment of seats to make sure that this doesn't happen because when you squeeze and you get petty about it then of course people tensions are going to be high people are going to bubble over and we don't you don't have um you know you're not out there protecting uh you know people who enter your stadium you know whether they're lafc fans or la galaxy fans they are patrons of your stadium and you need to protect everyone in that stadium so that's the responsibility of both clubs to protect the fans uh, when they come in here so i think a better job does need to be done because you saw some ugliness both inside and outside of the stadium as well and granted you could say it was a few knuckleheads uh causing problems but at the same time you need to shut those knuckleheads down it's more than that and i think the numbers uh, sort of show that there were a large number of ejections slash arrests whenever this all comes out um i don't know if the la times is looking into it uh there were some discussions about doing some stuff but it just 
in terms of trying to look and try to figure all this stuff out, you have to get cooperations from both teams and the league, and sometimes that doesn't happen, and that's why this would all this would all stall out and be nothing. Yeah. But anyway, so that listen, there was going to be ugly stuff. You knew there was going to be at least a little bit of something. Um, I was hoping there wouldn't be, and I had a tweet out there that said, "Oh, everybody was really getting along," and this was before the I game think- and before I had seen all the videos <laughs> and everything. It was so you know, for the most part, and it might be for for the most part. I think. I think the average person, and maybe I'm just being rainbows and butterflies here, I think the average LAFC fan, the average LA Galaxy fan, you know, can have a conversation and get it and know that, you know, you know, in th- at the end, this is a game and, you know, we may not like your team, but we don't need to be silly about it. Um, but naturally, you know, not there's a certain percentage that's always going to take it too far. And that's whether you're at a soccer game, whether you're at a bar, whether you're at the park. They're at Chuck E. Cheese. These things happen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Chuck E. Cheese? You've seen that video of that fight at Chuck E. Cheese? Is that what yeah. that is? Okay, I just want to make sure we got that. Uh, let's go to questions a little bit here. Oh, special reminder. Um, hmm, do I want to do it? Yeah, I want to do it. I always have to think about it. Some, sometimes I come up on the fly about whether or not I want to announce something or not. All right. So Fair, I will. Well, the, the COG staff in the background, they flashed the card. They flashed. It, it was they're, time. They're yeah. good? Okay, yeah. good. I'm glad. I'm glad I got the go-ahead from the producer and the director and <laughs> the executive producer and the uh, the rich lady who funds <laughs> all of this stuff. Um so we currently have the Corner of the Galaxy shirts for sale, the old shirts. So there's three designs that we put out. If you missed them, you have a chance to get them. It's only going to stay open for two weeks. You have about a week left of it. Only one of those is looks like it's going to print right now in terms of you, I, you only need to order one or two or three in order for them to print. Okay. Um, one of those designs will print, and we know that for sure. And actually, nice. I think it's the one that you're wearing, which is very the 2018 nice. COG it's a good looking small shirt. logo shirt. It is nice. Very soft, by the yeah, way. Very, very soft. And I will say that I've collected the whole set. Yes. You know, because I'm a supporter of my, my friend over here. I make I make I make all the co-hosts buy the stuff. That's what it is. I'm and and they're they're good quality shirts. They're good looking shirts. Uh, you know, kudos to you on the designs. So if you, if you missed your opportunity to get them, it's a nice little gesture because you see people around the stadium wearing them, and it's kind of this nice fun. connection. Hey, I, I know, know you. Yeah, yeah that's so, right. So it's it's kind of fun. I enjoyed the heck out of it, by the way, especially whenever yeah. Chris Klein uh, comes up to me and says, "There are an awful lot of corner of the <laughs> and galaxy shirts." They won't shirts leave me alone. I've seen scarves. Chris Klein be chased by fans. I know. I, yeah, I don't envy sure. that man. I'm not. Not all, not at all. Um, all right, so that's it. The big announcement coming, of course, is that I have two more shirt designs oh, that are coming nice. out next week. Uh, one of those is the one you've been clamoring for. You've been breaking down the doors. You want it. I know you do because it is the stupidest shirt that we could possibly <laughs> put out, and that is the Panda and Pato Show shirt. So, Are there so, people really clamoring for this? Yes. Wow. Um, there are. Kudos and to there's you. There's like two. Kudos so, to both of you. <laughs> so the, the Panda and Pato in the morning shirt oh, will be available. And it's in the morning? Does yes, it, say, it says Panda, oh, Pato fantastic. in the morning, and then it has a picture of the panda as a panda, and it has a picture oh, of Pato. We in, have likenesses going on in, here. In boat shoes. Oh, of course. Of course. Naturally. Uh, in front of some weird and wacky background that oh. I found that looks like it might be radio related. Oh. So there you go. So Beautiful. Pa- so Panda and Pato in the morning, those shirts will be <laughs> up and available for sale very, very soon. Um, the other one we have is a special one. It's one that has been floating around the internet for a little while, ever since uh, we heard of Zlatan Ibrahimovic and what he said when he introduced himself in front of the in front okay. of the the joke the, the joke the joke that he told which is do you believe in god and the answer was everybody was like yeah 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 he goes then you believe in zlatan <laughs> and then he scores the goals and siggy schmidt turns to dominic Kinnear in the famous march 31st yeah. game during zlatan's he goes he goes do you believe in god <laughs> right and so that's it so uh, it says it says believe in god um, and it says G with a nine and a D on it. You'll see the design. Nice. It is it is a solid it's good looking stuff. It's a solid looking shirt. I nice. really like it. So I think everybody's gonna like it. So those two coming up next week, probably Monday or Tuesday next week. Those nice. will be open. They'll be open for three weeks. 
Nothing ships until everything's done. So we have about three weeks to get through it, which means that they'll be here for, pl for playoffs and the stretch run and all oh, that stuff. Nice. So you'll be able to wear those. The Believe in God shirts. You can have a nice cult following here. Everyone gets the same Nike. Somebody's it's, like, you're going to be a good time. Somebody goes, <laughs> you're really going to piss or tick off. I see it on my own show. Ooh. You're really going to tick off, uh, you know, some religious Kids, people. If you're, with still, it. If, if you're <laughs> watching, <laughs> go to bed. Earmuffs. Earmuffs. Um, <laughs> you're really going to tick off some religious people. And I said, why? I'm telling them to believe in God, whichever God they choose. In this yeah. particular case, I believe in Zlatan. So. Yeah, um, I'm so, with you. Yeah, so that's the that's the one that seems to uh, to be coming up next. So those are the two shirts that we'll have. Uh, you can look for those on our website, uh, cornerofthegalaxy.com. You click click on the shop button. You can order scarves there. Everything else. That's something that you want to do. Two questions. Uh, this one is from at a for the road. Um, he says he or she. I honestly don't know. Um, if there are no injuries or suspensions, what is the best starting eleven? For the LA Galaxy, Cole and Kitchen were subbed off when the two goals went in. So, what are you thinking, Mister Eric Ooh, Portuguese so Hammer? The best starting eleven. No injuries. Everybody's healthy. No injuries. Everybody's healthy. No suspensions. No suspensions. Yes, I think I have. Yes, Kamara and Zlatan up front. Okay, easy. Yes, and that that's is an, that is correct that's, so that's, far. Good that's job. an easy one. Um, I have Gio underneath them. Yes, that is still correct. Okay, I have Jonathan Dos Santos and Perry Kitchen. Yes. And then I go back to my five defenders. Okay. And I have Ashley Cole on the left. Okay. I have Siani and Shelvick. Okay. In the middle. Right. I also have Dave Romney in the middle. Okay. And I have Chris Pontius on so, the right. So Roman Alessandrini isn't in your starting? It's on my super sub list. If you're going with the five, three, two. It hurts. You, it hurts. Well, you have to go three, five, two, okay. or five, three, two. And if, you have if, to. And if we're being real, that's the realistic. I would... I would switch Gio and, and Roman. I could be easily convinced to do that. Even though that's not normally where he plays, I could see that working. But, you know, are we tinkering? Are we starting new? I'm going with what's been working. This is what's been working. This is our best 11 right now. That, that, that was the question. That's what I'm going with. Now, if we wanted to tinker fantasy world, you know, throw it on FIFA, I'd mix things up. But this to me is a realistic-ish Best eleven that we could put out right now. I'll, I'll say everybody tweet us send and being him in goal. Emails. I didn't say that. Well, wait, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, some I think people were wondering. Guy, I think <laughs> I think Jorgen has played in every single game. I think Bingham has played in every single game. I think that's it. Okay. Um, in terms of of how they played. Um, hmm. What about Rolf Felcher? He's coming back. Oh, okay. Everyone what about, healthy. What about Rolf? I, I put. Oh well. Where do you put him? Then that changes the. It does. This is a problem. Okay. This, this is, is the problem. problem. It's a good problem though. Have he's going to have it. We have talent. The, the answer for that right now is that there probably isn't a great answer. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. The Galaxy know it. I will say that I think Roman Alessandrini instead of Chris Pontius is probably the yeah. answer. But then he's defending. You're putting him as a defender, essentially. That's that's That was my thing. I, I like uh, Alessandrini more than Pontius. So if you're going, give me the best 11, and then I'd swap Pontius and Alessandrini. I, I could easily do that. But at the same time, given what the position calls for, Pontius is going to give you just a a little bit more on that defensive side that I think you'll need, and then you bring in Roman to ice the game at the end. If you, if if I'm thinking of what works the best for the Galaxy, and what has worked for the best in the Galaxy in terms of their recent results, I would have to say that you drop Ashley Cole and you put Roman and Chris Pontius on as, as balance. I'm now, not mad I, at that. Now I'm not I mad realize at that. that is like you know it's blasphemy full, a little bit. It is, and it's and it's, it's full speed captain. ahead. Damn the torpedoes! Mm -hmm. You're going. This yep. is it. You're you're doing it. And I, he's your captain. That's the big part about yeah. this. It's like, oh, are you going to bench your captain? Well, yeah, <laughs> he's you are. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, and that's the tough thing about yesterday is you saw it. You 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 know Ashley Cole a little bit showed showed his age yesterday. Uh, as as great as he's been, he struggled a little bit against fast teams. He's yep. going to struggle. Mm-hmm. We we know that. All right, so that's uh, that's what we got. Let's go over some MLS news and some LA Galaxy news as well, just to sort of give you an idea of things that are happening around here. And by the way, that was a great question. Um, oh wait, there was another one uh, from at uh, Rogue Leader LA. He says um, thoughts on Roman being highly emotional last night. Swore he looked like he was crying after his goal, <laughs> and at the end, don't tell me. He senses a trade. Ooh, trade talks on Roman. By the way. Is you, that real? That's you, your fault, Josh. I know. I, Clickbait, Josh. Clickbait, Josh. I am going to tell you, I don't know how to, I don't know how to ease your fears because I think that there's a possibility that it happens, yeah. but I also don't want you to think it's imminent and that was never the idea. Guarantee. It's not a guarantee. Nothing's going to, we don't know what's going to happen quite honestly, but I was specifically told that nobody's left off the table and whenever I asked about Roman Alessandrino said, well, yeah, he's on the table too. I said, no one's left off the table. So it wasn't like they're singling him out, but it's certainly, they're not. They're not dis- They're not saying, "Oh no, he's safe." We're we're, we're sticking with him Guess for what? the next Zlatan, five years. Get Zlatan safe. I can tell you Are that. You sure? I'm pretty sure. I don't know. Maybe they trade Olo Kamara. Trade piece. Right? They trade Olo Kamara. <laughs> that sounds like a great idea. That's that's what they'll do. Um, that I'll, now everybody, they're gonna trade Olo Kamara, <laughs> and they panic. And Chris Klein gets more well, emails that's, about that. Has me. to be your title of this episode. Is Ola Kamara being traded? traded? Yeah, I was gonna say if you want to go clickbait, <laughs> that's how it is. Um, no, it was so the whole thing. So um, going back to his emotion. It, so back to his emotion. Listen. I think he's always had it. He's French. Is that, is <laughs> is that, that a thing? your excuse? Is that a thing? He's French. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll go with you on that. I, my, I'll, I'll say that he's always played like this. Yes. When he's someone who, um, the, since last season, when he's come onto this club, he loves to flash the LA sign. He you know, bumps his chest, points to the crest. I think that's his style. He's always played that way. And so uh, I think he got extra emotional because he knew the opponent. And, and he didn't play in the last, um, you know, El Trafico. That's right. So I think the fact that this is his first time getting to play in the rivalry and getting the, you know, the first goal to spark the comeback. Yeah, the emotions were running high because he's French, apparently. So, uh, you know, the emotions are running high because of that. And he always is, you know, he's throwing his arms down, angry. I think that's just his style of play. So maybe he was extra amp up, but I think it's more the rivalry than it would be, you know, sensing a trade. Yeah. Um, I, I really like, I, I don't... Th- the more and more he sort of is starting to define where his role is and having success now. Remember, he was not having success earlier in the year, but he's a very valuable trade asset. That's the whole point of this, is you look on the team and who is one of your most valuable trade? Oh, well, if you need defense, if you really want to fix the defensive problems, who can you get rid of? Oh, let's get rid of Mike Siani. Okay, who wants him? How do you make <laughs> that happen? Um, so, I mean, that's the whole idea. You're trying to get defense, and I think the Galaxy are still looking at defense, and, and that's a thing. By the way, there is a trialist in with the LA Galaxy right now. Uh, Tell me more. Yeah, I know, and I, I forgot that this was even happening, pod. and I didn't Good have it. Good pod. I was, I was like, oh, yeah, I'll just so say I'll tell you in a second. Okay, okay. San Jose, let's talk about San Jose real quick, and there's some no, interesting... No, it's not. Let's do this for just for a second. <laughs> San Jose trades traded an international slot to Montreal for $100,000. I put out a tweet that said, wow, Montreal's renting an international slot for the rest of the season. Okay. And everybody's like, can you do that in MLS? Okay, so how international slots happen is they reset after every season. So if you don't use it, you lose it. So you use it, and then if you trade one, that team doesn't get nine next season. It loses one, yeah. and it comes back to the team who has it, so you'd have to trade it again mm-hmm. if you wanted to do that. So that's what I mean by renting it. I want you to understand that that is what is happening because Montreal is making a move. Right? What language do they speak in Montreal? The French. Oh, oh, my, oh my Did goodness. you just link Roman oh Alessandrini? Oh, my God. They want Michael Ciani. All right? That's who they want. It's all the Big French. Mike. Yeah, um, exactly. That's how. That's exactly how it goes. Um, 
so that's something that's going on within uh, MLS right now. There's also, I, I don't know if any of you subscribe to The Athletic. Um, but I, I, I recently I subscribed. I, I yeah. so, uh, one of my favorite writers, Paul Tenorio, who has been yes. on this podcast. He's great. I love Paul. Um, did a article on the LA Galaxy. Here's the highlights for it, because if you want to read it, you have to subscribe. I'm not going to read the whole thing <laughs> to you. And by the way, it's, it's a long piece, a longer piece. So you're going to want to sort of uh, sort of do that. Um, is that they were talking about a whole bunch of different things and how Siggy Schmidt came in to fix the LA Galaxy, how he made it sort of in that 4-5-1, which is what we all know it to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Zlatan comes in and sort of ruins that whole chemistry, which is why you've seen the Galaxy struggle to sort of figure yeah. out another formation. Which and why- is why I'm going to be raked over the coals for saying my best starting eleven. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not exactly. including Allison Drini. That's right. Good, good job. Good job for you. Um, <laughs> there were some, but there's some other things. Schmidt was also brought in to get the Galaxy caught up on some things that they were behind on. Remember, LA Galaxy is supposed to be the premier organization in Major League Soccer. Here are all the things that Schmidt listed as why or things that the Galaxy were behind in and needed to be moved forward. Uh, the sports sci- science department, right? So okay. the training staff, the nutrition, and all, all that stuff. Injuries, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So sports science department. International Scouting Network. They are okay. behind in that, okay? And I know why. And we're going to dig deeper into that. I have some don't, feelers out right now. Don't look in the chat more. room. Don't look in the chat room right now. Uh, in, <laughs> pipeline for the academy to try to improve the pipeline. So you're talking about academy kids, lower levels, how that you, you expand that. you want to get use out of it. That you want to get use out Which, of it. Which in Los Angeles, I would agree 100% that the Galaxy Academy, you know, should be better than what it is or uh, we should be hearing more about it if, if it's not publicized the the another shortcoming they had was the analytics department which surprised i didn't even know there was I one you so didn't that's, like stats. I, I i like simple <laughs> stats sometimes stats get in the way though yeah. they i like stats when it you when it, i use my eyes to confirm what i'm seeing Fair enough. or to cue me in to look for something else i do not like stats by looking at a page and going this guy's the best go get him like, no, okay. okay, what does he look like? How does he play? You know, the whole deal. That's what I don't like. Although the stats are way over my head now. They're mm-hmm. so far advanced, they probably can find a guy who's <laughs> who's good. Um, so, and then the big idea was the Galaxy are still learning how to play. But it, it's something you should do and take a look at. Um, Paul Tenorio for The Athletic, I would suggest that you read it. Uh, I would suggest that, I think it's $45 for a year or something like that. They're, they're running specials. They, it seems yeah. like they're always running specials. I think so, I got 33% off. You catch it at the right time. You can you can get some some money off there. So anyway, you I would definitely suggest going and looking at The Athletic because they are doing some good MLS coverage, some great MLS coverage, actually. Uh, and one of those things you can do. it. Also, of course, head on over to LA Times for Kevin Baxter stuff and Corner of the Galaxy. I would say, yeah. Corner of the galaxy. That's how it works. <laughs> uh, they're calling me a stat boy now. Yeah, I kind of am sometimes. All right. Uh, the trialist, as I was able to look it up while we were doing, uh, Roderick Miller seems to be training with the club. Oh, good uh, old Roderick Miller. Yeah, you're like, I oh, have no idea. Roderick Miller. Yeah, he's he's a guy, I think, who, who played in South America. I'm not even sure he played last year. Basically, I'm just saying pump he, the brakes on this. He's available now. He's then, available now. Then yeah. that's, that says something. I'm saying pump the brakes on everything. Everybody just calm down. See how it goes. Just, But that's a defensive play. He's a center back, okay. left back, that type of thing. Speaking, oh, well, there you go. Position and need, at least. It is. Uh, think, sink, seeking out the defenders. Looking at new signings. LA Galaxy 2 signed the open tryout. Remember the LA Galaxy have these open tryouts? I know. I'm so bummed I didn't and, get picked. And they do it like in England, and they do it in other <laughs> places, and they try to find these things. Um this uh, young man is now 19 years old. He played with the LA Galaxy Academy after the open tryout, um, and he was so successful there that they decided to sign him for LA Galaxy 2. 19-year-old, and I'm going to try to say it, I think it's Didi Traore. Uh, nice. He comes from uh, from France, another fr- Frenchman, uh, Bondi France. 
um, and is the first player to be signed by LA Galaxy 2 through the club's open trial process. I talked to an LA Galaxy source who said, and I said, I'm sure you're going to tell me this kid can play. And they said, uh, basically, yes, he can play. Um, and he has mm. some skills that, if they develop, could be a very interesting skill set for the Galaxy to have, including a center back who's good with his feet and who's good moving forward, center back, left back. Very so nice. a modern Living footballer. The dream. Yes, absolutely. So uh, six foot, 180 pounds, 19 years old, um, and again, uh, a Frenchman. So uh, if you want to go out to LA Galaxy 2, you might be able to see him out there. We have Eastern Conference standings, Western Conference standings. Atlanta United still at the top of the Eastern Conference and the Supporters' Shield. 44 points. New York City just slightly behind them. And New York City just beat the ever-living daylights out of Orlando, the LA Galaxy's opponent, 2 to nothing on Thursday. So also a Thursday game. Good for the Good. LA Galaxy. And, and in Orlando, across and the country, also a positive. Also a positive. So lots of things are certainly coming to uh, fruition there in terms of as we start looking at that Orlando match. Uh, the LA Galaxy sit in fourth place. Uh, in the Western Conference behind Sporting Kansas City, LAFC, and FC Dallas, who leads everybody. 1.95 points per game for FC Dallas, LA Galaxy at 1.52. If you were going by points per game, the Galaxy would currently be in fifth place behind the Portland Timbers, who are at 1.72 and have only played 18 games for some ridiculous reason, DC United, you at least can understand, 17 games because uh, they just the opened the stadium and they were trying to sort of uh, set that back. But anyway, uh, the LA Galaxy hopefully uh, climbing the stats still. And uh, going back to the Supporter Shield, I was surprised that they sit eighth in the Supporter Shield. That's actually higher than I would have guessed where they land. So the fact that they're, you know, top 10 and supporter shield that goes to their current form and the amount of points they've able, been able to pick up. So I was surprised to see them there. All right. I was told that I cannot take some of these games as easy as I did on, on I think, on YouTube whenever Wendy and I went through and looked at all the schedule last week and we said these are where we think you can win and where you can't. I was told that I took some of these games too easy. I will attempt to rectify at least a oh, little no. bit some of that. Pressure I, is on. Yeah, I know. Um, if you're looking at the schedule, you have July 29th coming up, 6.30 p.m. game on Sunday against Orlando. You know about that one. Uh, then it's a trip to Colorado. That's a game the Galaxy should win. Um, that's on August 4th. Uh, they come home to play Minnesota, who I said they should beat. They should beat Minnesota. Darwin Quintero is really, really good. I don't care how good he is. Yeah. The LA Galaxy should beat Minnesota United, even though Quintero has been very, very good. Yeah, that's that's one of those games where you see what Minnesota did to LAFC, and you think, okay, you can't look past that game, and maybe that's a good thing. Maybe the fact that Darwin Quintero is someone who's showing to be dangerous, now they're on the radar. You're not thinking, well, Minnesota's coming into town. This should just be another one. Check it off the list. It's an easy win. Uh, maybe that forces the Galaxy's hand and Siggy to take them a little bit more seriously and, and scout for it and prepare for it uh, to beat them like they should. And I agree, they should beat that team. So they'll play uh, they'll play Saturday, August 11th, and they go Tuesday, August 14th, home Tuesday, a Tuesday night game. Tuesday. Good that's, times. That's, After a Saturday, that's correct? That's stupid. Yes. Saturday, Tuesday. Uh, against Colorado Rapids again. All right. So another color. So and you at get home. Colorado. Yeah. And it'll be yeah, at home. Colorado. That's a win. That's fine. That's that's Again, what part are we are we taking too easy? The Colorado part? It was the Minnesota part. Okay. It was the Minnesota, Minnesota because okay. I had to clarify that Darwin Contreras the the addition right. of him is really really good. He's solid. He's solid and he's scoring goals. He's like a Diamante yep. who has been scoring goals like crazy. So you look at all that you're like, okay, that's the da it is a dangerous game, but they should be able to beat Minnesota. I don't care. They have to they have to travel. Minnesota has to come to StubHub. That's a game they should win. Yes. Agreed. Um you th then the Colorado game is a game they should win even though it's a short week, blah blah blah, whole deal. They should beat that that it's Colorado, Minnesota, Colorado. That's how it goes back to back. Um, in those. Then it's a way to Seattle, and I was told that we took Seattle too lightly. I actually think the Galaxy could lose that game. I think on, on turf, we know 
Zlatan's you know, not playing. We know Zlatan's not going to play in that game or, or is going to be minimal in that time. Uh, Seattle, Seattle's an enigma wrapped in a mystery. Yeah, you, you know, they're, 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 they're playing terribly, but at the same time on paper, you would think they're not supposed to be that horrible. So um, I, c- I could see the Galaxy going, you know, after, you know, going on a good run, going up to Seattle and, and not being successful. We can, we can be rainbows and butterflies and say, well, the Galaxy are going to win. They can win all of these games. Yes. And yes, they could win all of these they, games. They should. They also Just by could standings. lose yeah, all of these games. They Things could. could go wrong. And, and so that's the difficult thing when you play the game. But at the same time, they should go up and at least get a draw in Seattle. Yeah, they, they should. That's that's how I would see that game. That'd it, be a good result. It is, and, and that'd be fine. And then it's LAFC to close out August uh, back August 24th. Uh, that's a Friday night because MLS apparently hates having these games <laughs> on a weekend. Um, so a Friday night at StubHub Center, LAFC will come back for the third and final until the playoffs. And, and the, the beautiful part about that is even if LAFC were to come in and walk away with a win, they didn't win the season series. They can't have bragging rights, and that makes me feel happy. I mean, let's see. Can you say that? Yeah, I mean, they'd have the final say, I mean, they, the last laugh. They, they, but at the same time, we'd, we'd have to see tied. the gameplay. It would have be to see. tied. It'd be tied. And then you could go by goal differential. Eh, or, or no goals. one really does yeah, that. That's not important. But it's, I, it's they the would do that. Yeah, They're petty like that. They are. Exactly. But then nobody would win it. I think the Galaxy get a draw or a win in that and game. And then they win it. They win it. Yes. Bragging rights all done around. And, done. and then they beat them in the playoffs because I think that's where it's heading. Hey, listen, I think the Galaxy are going to make the playoffs in the Western Conference. Yep. It, it, they've been playing. You look at their schedule, all things point to that. That's how it works. I think that, that can work. All right. Orlando. We don't we don't need much time for this. This is not something we need to dive into which all that much. Why, which is why, why it's, it's a dangerous. trap game. Yes. Which is uh, why I think when I was here before the San Jose game, it was eerily similar. You say San Jose's terrible, they're second to the bottom. This should be easy work. And we saw what happened there. So yeah, I know. Uh, Orlando coming off uh, a, a game on Thursday from Orlando. They're gonna need to travel, short rest on a terrible, terrible run. I think you had the stat. On, uh, one eleven and oh, they've won one oh. out of their last twelve games, and they've lost all of the yeah. other games. They it's have not, not like they drew. Yeah, yeah, it's not like they've drawn. Yeah, they've lost the rest of them. So this they, should be an easy victory for they, the LA They have Galaxy. the worst goal differential in Major League Soccer at minus eighteen. Yikes! Um, I know the yeah goalkeeper only has one shutout. Yeah, yeah, and they're going back and forth between Bendick and Edwards Jr. and blah blah. It's blah, a family blah. show. Careful. Uh, okay, and. Uh, and so they, they also lost uh, Shane O'Neill, who got a red card in the last game against New York City. Um, so that's one of their center backs. So that will be something. It'll be a factor. Dom Dwyer, uh, Kevin Baxter once said. I was going to say Kevin Baxter's Dom, Dom Dwyer. Dwyer. You yeah. stole my joke. Oh, it's so easy. <laughs> Uh, so that's how it goes. Um, no, so Dom Dwyer's in here. Sasha Kleshin's in this team. I mean, they have some good pieces. Uh, Will Johnson as well um, came over from Portland. But, uh, you know, they got rid of their coach. They got rid of Jason Kreis. They're in a bit of a crisis. They, huh, Kreis and crisis. Oh, wow. Oh, wow, See, that was a good yeah, headline. you said you weren't going to go there. I know. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. It was on an accident. <laughs> um, but it's a game the Galaxy should win. should win easily, handily, and that's why it's a trap game. Yeah. Um, you can look past this game, and you could already start looking at Colorado. You can say, oh, you know, the Galaxy, having been so emotional. Yes, that's that's, that's the, the thing. big thing. They they were looking at this Thursday game. This Thursday game was the one circled on their calendar, and they put a lot into it. You could see Roman what it meant to him, and you know the grass stains on his jerseys. He he was feeling it. Zlatan, how important it was to him. He wanted to get things done. He was unhappy to walk away with a tie. He wanted the win, so they got up for that game. So to come back on Sunday and say, ah, this team's not that great. Maybe not take it seriously. 
Dom Dwyer is their leading scorer. I think if you shut him down, you shut Orlando uh, City down. Sasha Kleshin's another person that you may need to worry about. So two players maybe you can shut down. But at the same time, if you look at someone with the talent of Dom Dwyer, you look at our shaky defense and maybe they could shock us and surprise us and we may need to come from behind, but we'll see. I'm also curious to see the lineup, what Siggy's going to do um, because Orlando has struggled, yeah. is he going to give some rest to well, someone well, like a Zlatan? Well, or, Allison Drini yeah. also is suspended, he so he play. won't play. So you're mm-hmm. looking at Pontius. It'll probably be a cockeyed 3-5-2 again. Yep. You imagine you're going to get the same starters mm-hmm. outside of really the You would the imagine. Yeah, I know, but... Jameson technically could come back in, mm-hmm. so you could see him on the bench instead of Ramon, which is good because you might give him some time out wide, which yep. is where he hasn't played a get whole bunch. Some extra uh, legit, legit can get some minutes in the center. Yeah, as legit well. looks rusty on Thursday. Yeah, you could of tell he looked a little bit rusty, which understandable. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like he, he he needs to connect a little bit better. But again, that's repetitions. He needs to get on the field and, and work those kinks out. Yeah, and we'll see how you know how that goes. And and and, and then and, what about the Carrasco? You know, where he's coming from, Orlando. Does Siggy think that he has a little give, extra juice? Give, give him a little extra Does something. That, is that a rather? thing? Uh, he's French. No, he's not French. He's isn't he's not French. <laughs> Wait, he is French? No, he's not French. Um, no. So I mean, you know, all things that are that are sort of going on. You have to remember also July thirty first. You have the MLS homegrown game. August uh, August first is the MLS All Star Game of which Zlatan Ibrahimovic. This is how, by the way, this is how disconnected LAFC fans are. They actually voted their own player to be captain and to participate in the All Star Game. I voted for him. You? Oh yeah, I knew that was all the Galaxy fans. Maybe that's what it was. It was all Galaxy fans. Um, yeah, go ahead, go there. Yeah, have fun. Yeah, do it. Um, personally, everybody, all, all Galaxy fans are like, I really wish Zlatan didn't have to go, right? Yeah. But he's going to go. And- I think Zlatan understands. What the game is, he'll go there, he'll wave, he'll smile. He'll is there anybody else from the Galaxy going? I think it's just Zlatan, isn't it? Well, all these All-Stars? I'm surprised they're not all going. Um, uh, no, I would think I, it's Zlatan and that's it. I, I haven't looked it. at yeah, it. And There's I, no way anyone else besides paid, Zlatan. I have paid zero attention of who's going because it so <laughs> doesn't matter. Um, so anyway, no, Zlatan Ibrahimovic will be there, so you have the All-Star game and all that stuff, and then you'll come back and you'll get into that Colorado game on August 4th. Um, how it goes. Uh, Which is the other thing. They're not going to look past Orlando and say, oh, we, we got Colorado on the schedule. So, yeah, you would think that they're going to take this game and one at a time and, and make it work. Let's see how that goes. Uh, LA Galaxy will play against uh, Orlando City coming up on Sunday. I may or may not be at this game, which is rare for me to Ooh. miss a home game. I'm flying back from Colorado. I'm supposed to land at around 5.15 uh, p.m. Cutting it close. I, if I can get an earlier flight, I will, and I'll drive up for the game. Nice. If I get in at 5.15 and everything works, I'm good. I'll drive up to the game. Um, it's just a matter of if everything works out the way it's supposed to, and sometimes it doesn't. So uh, we'll for sure have coverage, though. We still have. They're saying Jonathan Dos Santos is in as well, by the way, in the chat room. So Jonathan Dos Santos. Oh, he's in, in the, the chat room? Chat. Yeah. Hey, John. Hey, okay. Hey, John. Sorry about all those things we said. Um, no, I only spoke highly. No, he's in the MLS All-Star game. Oh, okay. Yes. Okay. Uh, I, okay. I, I see it. I, yeah. I can see it. Yeah, I, I guess. It's a fan vote, I, right? I don't know. I stop. I've stopped caring about the MLS All-Star <laughs> game. It's a game that needs to go away. The only reason it doesn't go away, and I understand the need for it, is because the MLS Cup is played at the hosting team stadium, and it used to be thought out well in advance where it was going to go predetermined, like okay. the Super Bowl. And so you could have all the sponsors go to there, and it's you had like the sponsor showcase, and it was great. But as soon as they it's went... It's a corporate event. Being they don't have very long to go... Um, between when they find out where it is, they can't do it, so they do it at the All Star Game instead, okay. and so it's a, big it's a chance game. to schmooze and say, "Come look at the shiny object." Sunday, no Ju- Ronaldo, most likely. No, probably not. Uh, Sunday, July 29th, 6:30 p.m. Uh, broadcast on Fox Sports One. Uh, LA Galaxy versus Orlando City. That's a game the Galaxy should win, and quite honestly, it's like a three-one scoreline, and you run uh, away. I think they're going to lose. I think they're going to lose three-zero. 
trap game. Oh, I got it. Okay. My predictions have all been wrong, so I think they're going to yeah. lose. I, I if you don't have your heart in it, that's why you got to watch the live show. I'm it, winking. It doesn't very largely at the that's, camera that's, here. That's good potting right there. That's how it works. <laughs> very good. So uh, anyway, we'll certainly see how that all goes. Uh, anything else, Eric, that you wanted to touch on before we get out of here? We are undefeated against LAFC. That is correct. Also undefeated in the last eight games. Done and done. Yeah, done and done. There Wrap it up. Hit the music. That's <laughs> we're out. <laughs> Drop the mic. Oh, wait, hit the button. Um, yeah, we'll figure out how that works. Anyway, so uh, we hope to see everybody out at the game. If I can make it there, I certainly will. Everybody drive safe on Sunday. It's a home game against Orlando. They should win that game. Uh, this really does open up some a string of games the Galaxy should win and should continue to win. All right, uh, if you're, uh, let's see, let's hit that button. Wait for it. Okay. Eric, tell people where they can find you, and uh, and then we'll get on out of here. You can find me on Twitter, at G-I-S Hammer. You can also hear me on the Guys in Shorts Sports Los Angeles podcast. Follow them on Twitter, at Guys in Shorts LA. Our latest episode, we talk about Manny Machado to the Dodgers, and of course, all the moves the Lakers are making, uh, as well as the Rams. So you can listen to me there as well. All right, sounds good. So it's a good follow. I like going on the podcast. They let me on every once in a while. It's fun. That's a fun time. We'll have you back soon. That's good. I need to drink more while I, while I podcast. <laughs> if you're looking for me on Twitter, at Jay Gesman, J-G-U-E-S-M-A-N, and of course, at Galaxy Podcasts, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. All of our podcasts, all of our previews, our recaps, our articles. Larry Morgan is doing a yeoman's job over there of just giving you content after content. Um, talking to all the players, really giving you a, a good insight into the LA Galaxy and also providing us with some great, great stuff. So uh, please head on over there. All right. Uh, LA Galaxy versus Orlando on Sunday. Good luck to everybody. We'll see you out there at the game for Eric, the Portuguese Hammer Beer. I'm Josh Kessman, and you've been listening to Corner of the Galaxy on cornerofthegalaxy.com. Have a great one, everybody. You've been listening to the Corner of the Galaxy podcast on cornerofthegalaxy.com. You can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Galaxy Podcast. And be sure to check out and subscribe to iTunes, Stitcher, and Facebook by searching for Corner of the Galaxy. And for all of your independent LA Galaxy news, discussion, and entertainment, including this podcast, head on over to cornerofthegalaxy.com. Fans, thanks for listening. We ask that you be kind and courteous to your neighbors as you leave the podcast. We thank you for joining us and look forward to seeing you again. Until then, I'm Michael Araujo, and on behalf of the entire Corner of the Galaxy crew, goodbye, everybody.